as a leader and as a servant leader, it's really important to build time into your day to make sure that you know what is happening with your team members and as a leader in your community, same thing, but to actually like build that into your calendar. Namaste and welcome. I'm Bettina Blumenthal and you're listening to the Soul Compass Podcast, the place for creative minds and soulpreneurs just like yourself to find your inner calm and deepen your self-discovery journey. You'll learn practical tips from experts and get inspired to enhance your mental and emotional well-being. Turn off your notifications, put your phone on airplane mode for this episode. It's time to focus and renew your commitment to yourself. This episode is brought to you by the Soul Compass Necklace. I co-created the Soul Compass symbol in 2015 as a symbol of life's greatest journey. The inward journey of self-discovery, of course. In 2019, I partnered with a local Toronto jeweler, Blue Boho, to create this symbol into a necklace for those who are on a spiritual journey of enlightenment and discovery. I created this piece to wear as a reminder of the strength and courage it takes to continue staying course on this path, even through the beauty of life struggles. It's a reminder to stop looking outside of yourself and to slow down enough to hear the whispers of your soul to point you in the right direction. While I would like to continue to keep this show ad-free, the profits from this necklace, a gift for yourself or maybe someone you know who's on a personal journey, helps fuel this show. You can head to soulcompass.life and click on shop to purchase or to learn more. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Soul Compass podcast. This is episode 23, how to boost your impact through servant leadership. What a wild time in history, guys. I almost feel like I'm in a dream or I'm reading a book right now. But more than ever, I am seeing leaders pop out. I'm seeing leaders that have been hidden and haven't shown themselves before coming out and showing themselves in this world. I'm really excited to dive in today's episode, but as always, let's do a little check-in. Let's sync up. Many of us are maybe living in stress, in fear, in depression, Maybe you're worried about the future of your business or wherever you're at right now. I want you to be here. If you're seated, uncrossing your legs, planting the soles of your feet onto the earth. Sitting a little bit taller in your chair if you're driving, just sitting a little taller in your seat. And if you're walking, I invite you to slow down your pace for this moment. If it's okay to do so, closing your eyes and placing your hands on your lap. And we'll take three deep breaths together. Inhaling for the count of four, expanding through your heart all the way to your lower belly and you'll pause at the top of the inhale Exhaling for the count of four. 
deep inhale in through your nose, sitting a little taller as you breathe in all the way to your belly, pausing at the top. And as you exhale, allowing the shoulders to drop away, but keeping the spine tall. Do one more, inhaling for the count of four. And exhale, allowing the muscles and the face and the jaw to soften. Coming back to your own rhythm of breath. And whenever you're ready, you can gently flutter your eyes open. Now that I have you here present, let's dive in. The value of a human being can never be underestimated. Imagine what it would be like to go to work and really be seen, really understood and valued as an individual with purpose, not just an employee. What if you could run your business powered by a team of people who invest their heart, their soul into what you do because they feel empowered to be all they can be? If you think of leadership as being at the top of the ladder, it can quickly lead to a very isolating and emotionally demanding place. And for those at the bottom, they can often feel forgotten. They can feel undervalued. And no wonder so many businesses are struggling. Perhaps that's not the only way to do it. Perhaps the old age triangle can be flipped and the employer can start working for the employee. And that's exactly what we'll be discussing on today's episode. Alexis Dean, I am very, very excited to introduce you to this amazing human being. She's the founder of Dovetail Community, Dovetail Summit, a global community of women who work together to empower fellow female entrepreneurs. She has introduced me to so many amazing people through her incredible network. And if you have listened to some of my past episodes, you'll hear me shouting out Alexis because she was the one, the special human who introduced me to the incredible people that deliver so much wisdom to the Soul Compass podcast. Alexis started her journey as an entrepreneur in the corporate training and leadership space. She facilitated events, ran corporate team building to management roles and starting businesses. She was really, really doing it all, but no one can do it all alone. And that's when Dovetail was established. Struggling with the demanding nature of running her own business, working 24 seven, I know that one very well, and coming under financial and emotional pressures. Alexis realized the need to have a community of entrepreneurs alongside her, people who she could share with, learn from, and grow with. It's a great honor to have Alexis with us today as we talk about servant leadership and how changing your mindset from you work for me to I work for you is crucial to running a successful and flourishing business. Let me say that again. You work for me to I work for you. 
So the pillars of servant leadership are invaluable and will help you run a business that doesn't just survive, it thrives. What does it mean to be a good leader? How do you let go and allow your team to work autonomously, enabling their imagination and ideas to flourish? In this era of technology and global community, it's imperative to value the individual. It's imperative that we value the human. So without further ado, we'll dive into this week's episode. Alexis, thank you so much for joining us on the Soul Compass podcast today. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Uh, I think it is about time considering we've had so many other doves. So for people who are just listening to this for the first time, Dovetail community members on the podcast. So this is the woman who has introduced me to so many incredible well, women in particular along my entrepreneurial journey. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) So excited to dive into boosting your impact through servant leadership with you today. Uh, But before we get started, Alexis, we really like to keep it real and authentic on the podcast. I do know part of your story and how you got onto this entrepreneurial journey, this self-discovery journey, or maybe for you it's self-development. But I'm curious to know, And for the listeners to know, what was that point in your journey that you were like, I'm diving in here? I think I've always been like an all in kind of person. So that probably started pretty young. Like it was always just like, if you're going to train, you train as hard as you can. If you're going to go, you go as hard as you can. If you're going to do something, there's no point in sitting on the sidelines and, you know, critiquing or wondering whether or not, you know, this is really for you. Like just go and try it and try it with everything you've got. You know, I'm not perfect, so it's not like every time I do something, I am like the best at it right away, or I'm always like super gung ho. But I think like just you know, dipping a toe is not my style. And so the dovetail community that you were just you know referencing and the gathering of women entrepreneurs that I started with happened because it was something that I really needed in my life. And I had started another business, which I still own. It was a corporate training company, and again, like I. I moved back to Canada after living and working all over the world as a professional educator and facilitator. And I came back and I knew I wanted to start a business. And so, you know, typical Alexa style, I jumped right in and started started building a client book. I was really fortunate. I had some connections and some corporations and managed to get a couple of big names under my belt in the first year. And so that was able to grow and grow the team a bit and just start running more programs and bigger programs with companies, you know, from banks to like Fortune 100s. And so the business was growing and personally, I was growing a lot, but I as I grew and I, I kind of started to realize like these entrepreneurial dreams and like, Ooh, I can, you know, be the captain of my own ship. I started to realize some of the downsides of entrepreneurship. And I think everyone glorifies entrepreneurship so much and you know, living the dream and you can have all this freedom and you can take vacation, whatever you want, or you can work 24 seven and <laughs> bury yourself in it and isolate yourself and, not have people to turn to. And that was kind of where I got, you know, I was growing that other business and, you know, you can't tell your staff 
generally like you can't say like I'm having the worst day of my life and and you know things feel like they're falling apart and I'm constantly stressed about money and I don't I'm not sure about paying you guys this month or you can't reveal this stuff to them and so as entrepreneurs oftentimes like we keep that to ourselves and, and that was me I was just burying it all inside myself I was working all the time I was doing a lot of the doing and just becoming more and more and more alone in it. And I got to a pretty low point in my life emotionally and the mental health side. And, you know, lucky for me, I was in a place where when I had this really big low, I had great resources around me and I was able to afford to get some mental health support and to, you know, again, being the kind of person that I am to like recognize that there was something I could do, you know, like I love therapy, but sometimes therapy feels like you're not doing something like, I love it. And you are, you are doing something. But for me, it was like, I was going to therapy and I was getting my mental health back on track, but I was like, what do I need long-term? Like what's really going to help me? So what I realized was I needed people around me that I could ask for support and that I could turn to and that I could, you know, ask all these, not just business questions, but life questions. And when I was having like really tough days in the business or with clients or whatever it was that I would have those people to turn to. And so I really started the Dubtail community because I knew it was going to help me and, and my journey. And now it's helped all these other women too. <laughs> yes. And it's so cool in hindsight to see, you know, like I never wish harm or suffering on to anyone. And I could only imagine what you were going through during that time, especially because I've been there myself as well. And it's interesting now in hindsight how even though it was probably the shittiest, like the worst feeling that you ever felt in your life, but it was the catalyst for your greatness and all this beauty that you've been able to bring into the world and how much impact you've made on hundreds, probably thousands now of, of people by this beautiful gift that came from your lowest point. So it's cool to look in hindsight. It's so hard to look at that point as like a gift and to like appreciate it and be grateful for it. But I can't even tell you how grateful I am for your journey and to one, be part of your journey, but also to like see this vision evolve and grow. It's really, really awesome. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I think like when we're in those moments, you know, when I was there, I certainly wasn't like, oh, what a great gift this is. I was like, why is this happening? I think it should be that I'm like realizing all of these dreams and look at my business and everyone on the outside is saying how amazing life looks. And on the inside, I was like, this is not a gift. But now a few years on and having grown Dovetail and continuing to grow it, I now see it as what a gift that was and how lucky I might have in a place where I was able to access support and to be able to use this as a gift because not everyone who goes through those periods in their life has access to the support and has the privilege that, you know, I have in being Canadian and also living where I live. So. Yes, I love it. And, you know, I, I did think that you were the perfect person to come on and talk about this topic of servant leadership. I think it takes, you know, these low times and these experiences in our life to really be able to one find empathy for ourselves, but when we find empathy love compassion for ourselves, we can really truly bring that to others I'm just assuming what servant leadership is here so I'm not giving away all the tips you're the one who's going to be giving away all of this to the listeners but I think let's just dive in and I'm curious to know what does it mean to be a servant leader 
in servant leadership, like what is a servant leader? It is somebody who is serving people rather than being served. So instead of, I think, you know, Robert Greenleaf, who coined the term, who wrote the essay in 1970, The Servant is a Leader, his quote is that instead of the people working to serve the leader, the leader works to serve the people. And so it's rather than seeing leadership or a community or organization just as a pyramid with this leader on the top and everyone kind of working to generate success for them, it's the leader being embedded in that culture. And I think so many of us are doing this naturally. We're just not necessarily aware of it. And so maybe we're missing parts of it or because we're not aware, but we don't know how to foster it in our leadership teams or in the people around us. So for me, it's just been reading more about it and learning more about it and actually starting to put some of the steps in place or the pieces in place within our organization to help other people improve their leadership skills as well. That's awesome. And it's almost like I see this visual of like, you talk about like the triangle and you know, the leader you would think is at the top and it's almost like the triangles flipped. And Gary V talks about this a lot on social media. He talks about how he's like, my employees don't work for me. I work for my employees and it's totally a new way of of running a business and it's like running it not from this like place of ego that I'm above you I'm I'm better than you I know better than you but like it's it's kind of flipped it's like how can I empower you to do your job better but also like in terms of your personal life at the end of the day Yeah I mean it's it's seeing your team members as actual team members, not just your employees, which is so cliche, but it's also empowering them in their lives and in their work because it's no longer a matter of you show up at work as your work self and then you commute home and you take off your suit and you are no longer at work and you are just in home self. And, you know, I think for a long time there there was this wall between work life and home life and who you really were at home and who you were in your work persona. And now that is so blended that as people who are employing other people, entrepreneurs really need to be aware that we are fostering their whole selves <laughs> and really nurturing their whole selves and seeing them as more than just these automated drones <laughs> that come to work for us and then go home. And the expectations on people are higher than ever. And when you're expected to be working, you know, 24 seven, having access on your phone or all of that, I think that again, as employers, we're even more, you know, needing and responsible for people having this full integration of themselves in alignment at work. And when it comes to servant leadership, what are like the pillars of being a servant leader? So when we talk about servant leadership, one of the first things is empathy. So as a leader, how are you empathizing with the people around you, with the people you're working with, with your clients, you know, putting yourself in their shoes, recognizing what their needs are. And again, seeing them holistically as humans and as employees, as team members and people that you are collaborating with every day. So empathy is right up there at the top. Totally. And like, do you have any practices that you use with your team or that you use personally to develop more empathy? Yeah. I mean, so for a long time, I've been using one of our community members toys in my trainings when I work with corporate groups, which is the empathy toy, which is just a fun way to practically kind of remind yourself of what it means to be empathetic and to recognize that empathy isn't just like, let's look at their whole life and try to like imagine what they're dealing with. But it's like, let's actually like break it down and think about in our communication, perhaps like that's one of the ways we can think about empathetic communication right. is recognizing, okay, how did they communicate? 
Okay. You know, for example, they send an email and they only, they don't use any exclamation points and they seem very serious and maybe they're very brief in their communication. And we might then be, you know, tempted to judge or say like, oh, this person's really harsh or, you know, this isn't the kind of person that I can speak with. And it's like, well, no, let's think about maybe this is just how they were raised depending on their cultural background or, you know, where they grew up or whatever it might be. It's just like, okay, this person best communicates in a way that is brief and, you know, doesn't use emojis and exclamations or anything else. And this is how we're going to communicate with them. And it's just a small thing, but it's just breaking it down to look at everyone has some reason for why they're doing what they're doing. And we can kind of look at those little pieces as clues for how we can better work together rather than as judgments for why they're not like us and why they're not up to par in some way. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Another one that is like so obvious in Dovetail because we built this community, but it is building community rather than seeing, again, senior employees just as employees. It's building community within and around your organization, whatever kind of organization you're in. And if you're not an entrepreneur, this is not just for entrepreneurs. This is as people in general. We are leaders in our communities. We are leaders in our families. We're leaders in, you know, if we do in sports or if our kids do sports, like there are always opportunities for leadership. And so building community is not something that is just exclusive to entrepreneurs or to those that run community like Dovetail. And there are so many ways that we can do that. I am curious to know what ways you would recommend. So for me, when I think about community, obviously I'm running this community of women. So that's an easy one. But I think for anyone who's kind of looking around like, well, where am I a leader in my community? Start with that. Start with where am I a leader, whether it's an obvious one because you run a business or whether it's, you know, that you coach a sports team or that you maybe go to church or whatever it is, find those places where you feel like you're showing up or you might be leading in some capacity and look around to see, A, what are the values in that group? What makes that sort of a place that you feel like you could be leading in community and start to identify those. And if you're running a company, the really obvious easy one is if you haven't (laughs) determined what your company core values are, please do (laughs) start to recognize what those are. There are so many, I mean, if anybody's curious and they want to run through a workshop on that, that's something that we do at Dovetail, but this is not a sales pitch for that because there's so many great people doing that. And you can even just like read about it online, read books, but really define those values in the community. And that's really where we started with Dovetail. I came up with this funny little acronym and defined our core values and then decided how I wanted people to feel in the community. And I used those values to then put practices into place. So our values, the the acronym is GLAF. (laughs) GLAF. I love it. (laughs) But it's generosity is the first value. Lifelong learning, adventure and courage, and then it's a PH for sales. (laughs) It's purpose-filled businesses, humility, and then F at the end for fun. And so I think about, okay, how do I want people to feel in this community when they're around How do we impart these values in this community? And so what are the things that we're actually doing to embody those values? So when you start with your values, you can then put those into action. So we think about generosity. Well, when we run our summit event, we look for local charities that we can support and or really connect with. And so like when we're going to the Bahamas, we're supporting a local woman entrepreneur in the Bahamas whose business was impacted by the hurricane. And so... That's something, yeah, and that's something that all of our ladies can get behind and that they get to feel really good about. And again, that's helping to build our community around a value that we all share. And the same goes for every single one of those values, looking at ways, like when we talk about lifelong learning, like we're not just, you know, sitting watching someone talk off the stage, we're actually running hands-on workshops and we're connecting year-round to continue to learn, to continue to grow. So each of those things, I mean, I could go on about community building forever, but that's a really core component of servant leadership as well. 
it is really helpful to know how you can build community, even if you have a small staff, like you might just have like contractors, how do you interact with them? And like, how do you want to make them feel as you are working together? Um, so that's awesome. Love it. That applies to your family too. I have a friend we have a friend, you know, Renee too, Renee Warren, who um, runs the Family Academy. And she talks about your family values. So seeing like your family is the core of your community, of your, you know, your family or your neighborhood or whatever it is, and really defining your values, not just as an individual, but as a family. So for Renee, they have family values and every year they have family goals and they, again, at the things that they're doing and the decisions they're making, just like in a company, you can then look at your values and say like, is this decision actually serving who we are at our core and how we're supporting the community? I think that's a really cool way to look at, well, any type of relationship, but especially family, because often we expect that family just operates just like it's supposed to know how to operate. We don't look at it. We look at our business, we look at our work, and then we neglect our family and or not neglect in in the way of like you're just like disassociating from them but more like asking these sort of questions this is super helpful because if you can do that with your family think about how that trickles and spreads into all the ecosystems that you're part of yeah definitely and i think thinking about your core values as a family just builds it into your day-to-day even more you're not going to forget about it at work if it's also part of your home life and you know, you're in other communities that you're part of. If it's if your core values are embedded in all of that, it's going to be easy to make decisions. It's going to be easy to grow and to continue to serve the people around you because you know exactly what is and isn't part of who you really want to be and who you are in the world. Absolutely. Love it. So what else do we got? Increasing your awareness and self-awareness. I know this might sound a little bit obvious, but I think like we get so busy and, you know, I'm not a parent yet, but I have so many friends who are, and whether you're working for someone else, you're running a business, it's so easy just to like run through your day to day and not take pause to, you know, and I know you're a meditator, but taking pause to meditate is really, really important, but that's not always a moment of increasing your awareness of what others are dealing with. And so as a leader and as a servant leader, it's really important to build time into your day to make sure that you know what is happening with your team members and as a leader in your community, same thing, but to actually like build that into your calendar to like take, you know, 10 minutes a day just to like check in with people. If you're working remotely like I am and, you know, my team is remote, I do a little check-in. I always ask about, you know, what's happening in life. Always kind of building that into your day is going to mean that you don't forget about it. And then all of a sudden at the end of the week, you're like, oh shoot, I forgot that this person was dealing with this thing and I didn't even bother to check in. And I've just been sending her tasks and, you know, things she needs to be doing for work. And yet we haven't really acknowledged her as a human being. So I think it's building that awareness into your day-to-day schedule and your day-to-day life is just huge. And then also your self-awareness, like really recognizing what you need for your own well-being and recognizing that it's okay to acknowledge and take time for all that. The self-awareness tends to come before awareness maybe of others because sometimes when you don't even know of certain emotions or feelings or you might think crying is a weakness or whatever your beliefs are, uh, those can get in the way of connecting and understanding others. And I love that you say like put it in the calendar to check in with this person because our shit gets in the way sometimes and, and we do forget. I think it is important like 
people are at work like 80 to 90 percent of their life. Like at this point, like people are often like working more than they see their family. It's important to have the approach of people are human and like not forgetting that. And and I know you've mentioned this in like, I think a point or two back, but just like hitting home with that because you're first a human. Like <laughs> The work will always be here. And, you know, you as a human being matter more in many ways than the work, which I think is like the complete opposite of what major corporations have been doing for the longest time. It was always the work matters most and humans are dispensable. I think the way of the servant leader is, is completely contrary to that. It very much is. And, you know, even coming from like my experience of like developing self-awareness and a big thing that I've had to learn is self-love and like self-love is being thrown around everywhere. I'm still in that process of understanding what self-love is and you know I'm I'm getting closer and closer each day when I can when I can meditate when I can journal and reflect on my thoughts where did I overstretch myself am I like checking in with my capacity did I say yes to something that I should have said no to do I understand my needs and my mind can sometimes blow because I've learned so much along this journey but if you don't know how to give yourself love and find that empathy and compassion for you and again I know I've already said this but it's really really hard to understand that in someone else. So not putting yourself first, like in this context, rather than in leadership, but like being able to put yourself first and understanding you and building that awareness, I think makes you a better leader at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, self-awareness and self-compassion really builds empathy for others as well. And when you're judging yourself, when you're hard on yourself, when you're like, I shouldn't be taking breaks, I shouldn't be this or that, or, you know, shooting all over ourselves. Yeah. Don't shit all over yourself. Yeah. But then that, you know, in many ways, you're probably doing that to everyone around you. If it's not okay for you to take a break, if it's not okay for you to tend to your family needs before business, then why would it be okay for your team members to do that? So really important. And again, not just if you're an employer, if you have team members in the community, like everyone around you is going to feel like you are not self-aware, if you are not kind and empathetic towards yourself and your own needs, you're not going to be to other people either. The next one that I had in that piece was thinking about the big picture. So again, like these are things that you hear and people are like, oh, of course, like being a leader, it's important to think big picture, but it's like, how do you actually tangibly do that every day? And why is that important for leadership? And I know, and I'm still guilty of this, that it's so easy to get bogged down in some of the minute of business and also to perhaps be a little bit too hands-on with the team. <laughs> um, micromanaging perhaps. <laughs> and I'm so guilty of this at times, but being a great leader means that you're empowering your team members to have some more autonomy and you're trusting them and you're giving them the chance to flub up, you know, to make mistakes. And, you know, you're giving them the access and the information, the resources that they need to make good choices, but also you're taking, you know, letting go of the reins and letting them handle those day-to-day things that you hired them for. Um, and the same, again, if we're talking about like your community and your neighborhood or your synagogue or your mosque or your church or whatever it is, it's the same thing. It's, you know, kind of taking your hands off the reins and allowing for people to manage things on their own and, and to have autonomy and responsibility and, you know, experience the joy in seeing something to fruition. And if we don't give them that, then, you know, they're missing out on a great experience too. And if we don't give them the chance to mess up, they're also missing out on a great experience of what they can learn from that. 
Absolutely. I can totally relate to that. And, you know, I've had people work with me over the years, whether they're designers, social media managers, whatever goes on. But I can even see my growth as a leader before I'd be so like almost like suffocating them in the sense like I want you to do it the way I do it. And now I I have an awesome assistant working with me and and she helps me with so many things from the podcast to my social media to writing. She's an all-star and I've really taken a step back and she really gets this opportunity to to shine and she figures out ways that are so much easier than I was doing it. So. <laughs> and that's like the truth when you hire awesome people and you give them the runway to to take things on and to come up with new ideas and I mean I love that like when my team comes to me and they're like hey like I was thinking we should do this or you thought about doing this or maybe we could do this kind of event or like I heard about this person doing this I'm always like yes bring the ideas bring your genius bring your connections yeah go reach out to that person see what we can do like see what might work be open to those possibilities and think about as the leader, you're thinking about the big picture. You're giving them the autonomy. You're welcoming their ideas. You're creating opportunities for creativity and, and for them to generate their own projects in a way. And then in the meantime, you're thinking about you know the long game and the big picture. And like especially in business, you can't be short-sighted. You have to be thinking about like what is the wildest thing that could possibly happen with this and where do we really want to take this in the next few years? One of my favorite things, I think, I don't know if it's called 10% time or whatever it is, but at Google, have you talked about this at all before? Have you no. So I, a lot of smaller organizations are doing it and it's way harder for small organizations because it's a budgetary thing and it's scary to give your team like this time to like where you're paying them to work on kind of their own internal projects. So at Google, every Friday, they have like this 10% time where I think it's like half day or full day. I don't remember what it is at this point, but they have time to work on the things that they most want to create. And apparently this is at um, Apple as well. They do it to a certain extent. And like, that's where iTunes came from. And it was like all people's internal projects that they wanted to play with and that, you know, they built their own teams and eventually they became amazing contributions to the company. And again, they like allowed the employees to feel autonomous and empowered and creative. And so as smaller business owners, it's super hard, but it's one of the things that dovetail that we're looking to put into place and to, again, like foster more creativity and uh, collaboration and again, building the community. So cool. Another one of the characteristics of a good servant leader is that they're not coercive. So they work with persuasion, they ask good questions, and they don't direct their team to follow orders and complete tasks because of the hierarchy or this pyramid that we described earlier. It's more of a dialogue. It's more of an understanding between the, you know, employer or leader or whatever and the rest of the team members. And it'll help them to develop more internal motivation as well. And for everyone to see the benefits of their work without feeling like they work in a dictatorship. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> <laughs> really obvious one. But again, it's like it is more challenging to lead this way at times. It can be in some ways easier just to say, okay, here's the checklist. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. But that is playing a very short game and that is not you know, how you build a long-term 
business that's going to impact the world. Yeah. And like creating that trust and safety and sense of community comes all into play with that. Psychological safety. I mean, it's the first core component of building a strong community. It's also one of the most important components of being a great leader is that you're creating a psychologically safe environment for your team and that just contributes to it. So love it. Yeah. And then the last one is believing in the extraordinary. (laughs) We've touched a little bit on this before, but it's encouraging growth and it's believing in the extraordinary, not just for yourself as the leader and for, you know, your company is, you know, this great entity in the world or your community, whatever it is, uh, if you're not an entrepreneur, but it's believing the extraordinary for each of your team members as well. I'm so excited. Like last week, one of, you know, Dovetail, like our team's pretty small, but Tiff, who is our marketing manager, was just asked to speak on a major stage. And I don't know that anybody else was like as, I mean, aside from her, (laughs) as excited for her as I am. Because yes, like a part of me is like, oh, I want Tiff to work for us forever. But also a bigger part of me is thinking I want Tiff to really realize her dreams and her true potential and to be out in the world and to be on these bigger stages and to be achieving big things. And I think that's, again, a tricky part of servant leadership because of course we want our great team members to stay with us, but more than that, we want for them as human beings to realize their potential and to do big things in the world. So believing in the extraordinary for them is just as important. It's so hard to let the good ones go. I know I've I've had to do that. I had someone working with me for a couple years as, a, as I was starting my design company and he was incredible. And I remember one of my clients had said, hey, Bettina, do you mind? Because we had gone in for a project together and they said, do you mind if we offer him a job? And oh, like so bad I wanted to say like, no, but I knew they were a much bigger company. I knew that he could learn so much and it wasn't my responsibility. Like that was his choice at the end of the day. He could have that offer there and he had the choice to say yes or no. And, you know, I had no attachment to the outcome. Obviously I was like really like sad, but I was so excited for him and I knew that he could learn so much. So I get it. It's it's really interesting to be in that place where it becomes really self, like it's not about you. It's really about them and what's for their greatest and highest good and getting our stuff out of the way. <laughs> and also, of course, it's natural that that might be a little bit of a struggle. But if you're a great leader, then that's what's going to happen for your people. You know, they're going to realize that they're, and you know, perhaps their truest potential and their greatest selves are existing within the organization that you've built or within the community that you've built. And so that's okay too. So to summarize, we have empathy, build a community, increasing awareness and self-awareness, thinking big picture. What was our fifth one? Wade don't course. And our last but not least, we have believe in the extraordinary. And, you know, you're the perfect representation of that because you have created some extraordinary things for our community, for women, and you're really helping pave the way for a lot of our success. So I need to thank you and show you so much gratitude because you are a big reason why I am here today and the entrepreneurial journey can feel really lonely at times and you know, there's times like I just like want to isolate myself and the Dovetail community has always been so warm, so welcoming and has just been such a beautiful 
community to be part of. So thank you, Alexis. Thank you. And, you know, I know a lot of our listeners will really dig some of the things you have coming up. I know some things are time sensitive, but you do this every year. So what do you have coming up in the near future and things that people can check out even on an ongoing basis? Ongoing basis. Yeah. So we do have a year round community of women entrepreneurs. If you are, you know, in the ideation phase, we still welcome you to come and like check out what we're doing. We do dinners and things, but for the most part, our work is designed for those that already have businesses. So if you have a business that is generating seven plus figure annual revenue and you've been around for a little while longer and you are an expert in your niche, and then we have an event called Dovetail Summit, which this year is taking place on a private island in the Bahamas. It's an exceptional group of 41 women, so we have very limited spots left. Uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but if it airs and that is you and you're hearing this and you're thinking, this is where I belong, then uh, reach out. We may still have spots, we may not. And that one is 41 women entrepreneurs from around the world. We curate it, so I personally speak with every single one of them, give a little research on them, um, to make sure that they are the right fit for that community. And we come together for kind of like a combination of like shorter TEDx talks meets unconferencing and masterminding and it's a really beautiful week. And then we have camp for pretty much every woman entrepreneur. So whether your business is, you know, in the whatever, it doesn't matter what your revenue is, but we have women who come who are like some of Canada's biggest woman entrepreneurs. And we have women who come who've just crested six figures. And uh, we have women with big teams and small teams. And the beauty of our camp weekend, which happens in September, is that it is completely choose your own adventure. So you can choose to go to like any of the workshops for the weekend. You can go to, you know, all business workshops like business ops and HR and leadership and PR and whatever else. Or you can choose to go to all the camp stuff and just go paddleboarding and ziplining and or you can do both but it is completely up to you i know you're going to link stuff here for camp that is happening in september which we have the most late time on that one right now uh we did do a promo code for you guys so if you go to campdovetail.ca and you enter uh the promo code soul s-o-u-l then you get a hundred dollars off your camp ticket so generous of you that's awesome thank you yeah so i mean i know bettina you attract like incredible humans and every time you've introduced me to someone they've just been such a phenomenal person and I have faith that your listeners are probably among that amazing and I will say I've been to both summit and to camp and both experiences were different but both incredible impact and they're a soul community amazing Alexis and where can our listeners check more of you out yeah, so we're on Instagram at Dovetail Community, so it's D-O-V-E-T-A-I-L Community, or the website is dovetail.community, and over there you can access our blog, find out about upcoming dinners and events that we're having in Toronto uh, and elsewhere. Amazing. Thank you so much, Alexis, again for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's such a treat. That's a wrap for this week's episode. To stay connected between our episodes, you can head over to soulcompass.life and sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date on all things self-discovery. And please don't forget to hit subscribe in your podcast player right now so you never miss an episode. If this content inspired you even just a wee bit, please leave me a note telling me on iTunes. 
I read every one of your comments personally, and your feedback really helps me grow the show and produce the type of content you find valuable. Thank you again for dedicating time to your self-discovery journey. Not only are you contributing to your own mental and emotional well-being, but you are contributing to a healthier, more harmonious world and raising the consciousness of our planet. You, my friend, are amazing and beautiful just the way you are. Thank you for being part of our journey and thank you for letting us become part of yours.